0: Hello and welcome to the Sex Within Marriage Podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at UncoveringIntimacy.com and this is one of our Answering Readers Questions podcast episodes. Every month we answer questions from our anonymous Have a Question page and I'm a bit behind because we have a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on in the last couple months so I'm trying to clear April's questions so I can get on to May's. Also, if I have any fellow uh, techie geeks out there, uh, I made an addition to the site that you can now check out in our shop using cryptocurrency using Coinbase. So if that means nothing to you, don't worry about it. Uh, and if, if that's of interest to you, then cool. I thought it was kind of a fun little project with that out of the way, let's jump right in. So question one is every time we have a party or attend a party, there are a couple of male friends that always try to dance with me because I love to dance. The problem is they are always trying to grope me. Also, they always try to dance really close as they rub their hard penis against me. I always try to push them away. One of them is in his 60s. He is the worst. He showed me his penis one time and he holds me really tight and pushes his hardness against my butt and vagina. Also in the pool, always touching. I'm afraid to say anything as they are very close friends. Not going to lie. Sometimes it feels good, but I know it's wrong. So... I and many of the people in our supporters group would put this in the camp of sexual assault, which sadly often is perpetrated by those who are considered close friends or family. And if I were in the same situation, I would definitely tell them it's unacceptable. I'd probably also make sure never to be alone with them again. And I would certainly not be within close proximity to them ever again, such as dancing or in the pool together. I'd probably also tell a trusted friend so that there is at least a verbal account of the situation if anything happens again. If you're married, uh, it was a little unclear if you were, then certainly tell your husband. If, after being warned, these men continue, I would very loudly remind them and then file a police report. And that might sound extreme, but unfortunately situations like this can sometimes escalate and it's important to have a record in place should that happen. After all, if they've been warned that their behavior isn't wanted and then they fail to heed that warning, then they have forfeited the right to not be embarrassed or worse. An arrest and a sexual assault charge charge seems to be a good way to make sure sure they know it's serious if they're not going to listen to you. Uh, Question two is, hey, Jay, I've been a fan of the podcast for quite some time now, and your advice has opened up new lines of communication for my wife and me. That's awesome. Great. One thing that I haven't found much content on is helping the husband understand what is going on with his wife during postpartum recovery. I've learned to ask my wife more questions to learn her inhibitors and stressors so that when we get closer to the six to eight week mark, my wife and I can have a fruitful sex life. But I can't find much content about this season from the husband's perspective while his wife is going through her stages. My wife and I are pastors, and I take on most of the ministry responsibilities so that my wife has an adequate, adequate time to recover. Because of this, I find myself wanting sex more. I spend time with the Lord, and I try to give it up to Him and wait patiently. What advice do you have for the postpartum for the husband and advice for posing a healthy sex life during this recovery time? So, Ideally, this question would come prior to the postpartum time. The best thing that we found to do in our marriage after five kids was to talk about it ahead of time. Then at least the cards are on the table and everyone kind of knows what to expect. It's not written in stone. Things can change. Sometimes your expectations shift, but at least you're on the same starting page. And what this entails might look different for each couple. Some wives can't wait to get back to sex others are perfectly happy to shelve it for the rest of their lives some husbands feel uncomfortable having sex again and some are less than understanding of the trauma for lack of a better word that pregnancy and birthing puts on a person so i don't have a one-size-fits-all solution for you like i said ideally you talk about it beforehand The second best situation would be to start talking about it now and keep talking about it regularly so that you know where the other is as things changed, because ultimately, It's going to be a balance between the two of you. It's going to depend on her mental state and physical recovery. It's going to depend on your self-control and your ability to love unconditionally. It's going to depend on both of your sex drives, how healthy your relationship is, and a whole bunch of other things, Uh, like how well the child feeds and sleeps uh, even factors into it. I mean, there are plenty of options for sex that don't include vaginal penetration. Uh, there's manual sex and oral sex and mutual masturbation, but that's only an issue if the issue is a physical recovery from the birth itself. But that doesn't solve the other potential recovery needs. So the best advice I have is to talk about it without accusations, without blame or trying to get what you want. Um, secondly, take it as an opportunity to work on your character Um and the rest of your relationship because it will be tested uh, children are a blessing but they also destroy your life in a good way and in your specific situation pastors i find more than any other group have a tendency to forget about communication uh, they spend a lot of time preaching they spend a lot of time researching uh, most of them know their bibles They know what it says. They know what they're supposed to do in regards to spirituality, but they have a tendency to put, I'm going to say this probably wrong, but I hope you'll get what I mean. They put too much of an emphasis on God. And what I mean by that is yes, God is there and he's our ally and he will help us. And he is all powerful, but we're also human. And he, he created us to kind of figure things out. Like he didn't, say, Hey, I'm just going to do everything for you. And you just sit back and watch me. Um, we're heavily involved in the whole process of everything in our life. And so I, what I find after dealing with many, many, many pastors over the years is that a lot of them have a tendency to overfocus on God, overfocus on the Bible and on spirituality. And they don't focus enough on communication and interpersonal skills. And that is usually where they fall short. And it's not just pastors. men, Other people do this as well. But communication, I think, is going to be what you're likely going to need here. Because all the other tips and tricks out there that you might read and see don't make any difference or improvement whatsoever if they don't fit your marriage. And the only way you're going to figure that out is by talking to your spouse. So I'd say focus on your communication skills. Um, because that's something that's going to help you for the rest of your marriage. Your sex life is going to wax and wane and be better and worse sometimes and mediocre and amazing at other times. Um, And people have a tendency to blame things like having a kid and hitting the seven year itch mark and they're just getting old and kind of bored with each other or they fall out of love. And it's all frankly bullshit. Uh, Most of the issues are because people don't talk. So get comfortable talking about uncomfortable things. That's my advice. Question three. My husband and I are one year married. We waited until marriage for sex dated three years. Things started out pretty slow in the bedroom because he has bad anxiety. Plus, I was a virgin and knew nothing. I felt like he had come a long way with the anxiety, and I can see him becoming more confident. I would never pressure him to do anything he isn't comfortable with doing. But I can't help wishing that he would have some ideas and be open to try new things. When I ask to try something new, it feels like I have to tiptoe around with every idea because everything I want in bed could be an opportunity for him to quote unquote fail in his mind. Why can't we just try for the fun of trying new things together? Is it wrong to play for a more adventurous sex with my husband? Thanks, MJ. All right, MJ, I would suggest you shift your prayer a bit. Rather than praying for more adventurous sex, which would satisfy you, uh, why not pray that he has less anxiety, which would improve both his and your lives together immensely uh, in all areas, probably, probably not just sex. Uh, it sounds like that's all right and our way, which is good. Like he sounds like he's getting better about his anxiety. And I would guess that it will likely lead to some more adventure, both in life and in the bedroom later on, which is also good. But. I'd say pray for yeah that deeper change, not the superficial stuff, the things that will make it a real positive impact, not just some more excitement, and then enjoy the excitement as a bonus. Plus, you guys have only been married for one year, so you know, give it time. Uh, a lot of people struggle at the beginning. Uh, There's this common belief that everyone goes through this like honeymoon period and everything is amazing for the first few years. And it's definitely not true for everyone. Um, For my wife and I, we had probably the first seven years were not great. So be patient. Like I say to almost everyone else, learn to communicate. Instead of tiptoeing around every idea, learn how to ask questions in ways that are not so triggering. You know, find ways to communicate uh, and form your questions in ways that aren't, yeah, so triggering to him. I've been working on a webinar about uh, communication in marriage, so hang tight. It's coming up at some point. I don't have a date yet, but stay tuned. All right, question number four. I am not attracted to my husband anymore. I don't feel anything anymore when he touches or kisses me anymore. I love him, but I'm not in love with him anymore. We have two beautiful children and I'm willing to live in peace with him for the sake of the kids. He finally knows how I feel, but keeps attempting to have sex with me when he knows I don't feel any sexual desire for him. What do I do in order to stop them from happening? Um, you're not going to like my answer. When people tell me I love them, but I'm not in love with them. It universally means I never did love them. Once we dig into it, uh, what they really loved was how the other person made them feel so no i don't believe that you love him i do believe that you are not in love with him which simply means that you're not getting those exciting new relationship energy slash infatuation chemicals that you're used to in short you've chosen not to love him because he's not giving you what you want that infatuation which is unsustainable now, my guess is that your wedding vows included something about loving each other unconditionally and now you've put conditions on it, which means you're breaking your vows. And then you had the audacity to tell him you were breaking your vows and then you got upset because he still loves you and wants to show you that through sex. And that is, frankly, an incredible level of selfishness that I doubt you appreciate. So, what do you do to stop this from happening? Start loving your husband rather than just loving how he made you feel that's probably going to be hard because you've likely never done it before but i suggest you start because otherwise your children are going to grow up with either divorced parents or parents that don't love each other which really isn't much better um, if it's better at all children need parents who love each other or else they tend to repeat the same pattern over again in their relationships so it's time to grow up and learn how to do that And You say you want to live in peace with him for the sake of the kids, and frankly, that's not good enough. You owe your husband and your kids better, so decide to love your husband. If you don't feel it, act as if you do, because love is a choice that's followed by action, not a feeling. Keep it up, and then the feeling will follow, though you may not recognize it at first if you've never felt it before. It's not going to feel the same way as infatuation does, but that's what actual love is. All right, question number five. Is it normal for men to lose an erection while performing oral sex on their wife? My husband has performed oral sex on me maybe a handful of times. We've been together for 11 years. I feel like he hates it or is disgusted by it because he does it so infrequently and has lost er his erection the couple of times he tried it. We've talked about it in the past and he insists that he likes it, but then never does it. Do some men just not like it? I would... Never let him go down there unless I was freshly showered. So I don't think it's a smell slash taste issue. I don't know, but I really enjoy oral sex and want more of it. Help. Is it normal? Yes, it happens to many men who love performing oral sex on their wives. Uh, He says he likes it, so why not ask him why he doesn't do it more often? Um, That seems like the next logical step to me. As for the smell slash taste... Uh, this is a common fear among women, but not a common complaint from men. It's pretty rare to talk to a man who doesn't like the smell or taste, but it seems like the majority of wives have a pretty strong hang up about their own scent and taste. But again, I think that's something you should probably ask him about because I'm not going to be able to guess the answer, uh, any better than you simply asking him. Question six is, how do I get past the trauma of my husband's sporadic porn use? How do I rebuild my self-esteem and learn to trust him again? Some days I'm okay. Other days, thoughts and questions keep swirling in my head. I buried it all, but after the death of a child, everything compounded. We are already using a filter, Covenant Eyes, that I control and is on every device in the house. So... The only way to build trust is through him continuing to be trustworthy. There are no shortcuts. Um, Likely trying to bury it all means you never did process it and now it's too much with everything else. So if you're struggling with day-to-day life and can't move past it, then I'd seek out a counselor to help you work through it because that seems to be the real issue here. And I'm not trying to downplay how devastating uh, catching your husband using porn is. It is, it's a terrible thing. Um, but you can't change him. Um, but you can change your response to it. And yeah, if you're struggling in day-to-day life, then please get some help. Lastly, question seven is a longer one, but I'm going to read the whole thing. She starts by saying, this is rather long, but I have no one to talk to about it with. I've been married to my husband for three years and have been together for four years. We are both in our early 20s and have two toddlers. A lot has happened in our marriage. My husband is a narcissist. He enjoys fighting and gaslighting. He claims he wants to change, but hasn't. Last year was the hardest year of our marriage yet. We were hitting each other, saying not-so-kind things. At one point, we would go without having sex for weeks or sleeping in the same room. I would beg him for attention. I would tell him that I felt like cheating because I was so desperate for love, but he never listened. I come from being abandoned by my mother and father since I was six and then adopted by an abusive aunt. Anyways, I ended up hearing that he said that there was this girl he used to like. He said that there wasn't a day that went by that he didn't think about her. I was extremely hurt and ashamed. I confronted him about it and he claimed that it was locker room talk. I ended up fighting with him and leaving with my one and two year old. I have zero family, so I went to a friend's house. That friend I considered to be a gentleman. He ended up kissing me, and I touched his penis. He wanted to have sex, but I refused. The next day, I went home. Months later, I told my husband. During this time, he would watch porn and search for a very specific category, blondes with big tits. I was hurt, because he always said he wanted to date a white girl. We are both Mexican. He would look at every girl's butt every time we went out one time at walmart he stopped stopped me and my two toddlers to look at a girl's butt i was desperate and went out to a mutual friend to ask for advice that led from one thing to another and we made out i did oral sex on him twice but after that i felt so ashamed that and it stopped eventually i would still see him but we would literally just watch a movie or drive around and eat food nothing sexual that stopped last september and i have not seen him since i'm ashamed but i don't know what to do Or if I should tell my husband, he still fights with me for no reason. Doesn't help at all with the kids or our house. Our sex life sucks. I haven't orgasmed. And I still believe he meant what he said about his old crush. I have no family or nowhere to go, which is why I haven't left him. I don't want my children to suffer for our mistakes. I don't know what to do. His family is not much support either. Help. So the saddest thing about this story is how this stuff becomes generational. You know... Your parents started you on a difficult path, and then because of that, you had no grounding, no support, and it feels like no options. And I worry about your two toddlers, and that they're going to grow up in a similar situation and potentially repeat that cycle all over again. Uh, I think to start, I'd say that you need to start taking responsibility for your side of things. You can't change your husband, but you can start working on your own end. Clearly, you can't control yourself around men, so I'd probably make sure that I'm never alone with one, particularly when you're feeling vulnerable and lonely. And you haven't mentioned church, faith, God, prayer, the Bible, or anything, so I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but I think whether or not you're one, that's probably a good place to start. You know, the right church gives you a family and a support network on top of, well, everything that we believe about being Christians. I'd probably also add counseling and therapy to this um, ideally for both of you. But if your husband won't go, then start with yourself and learn how to keep yourself safe to put up healthy boundaries and take responsibility for your own actions. And that's just a start. I think after that, I'm probably out of my depth because this is a pretty unhealthy relationship. And I think it needs a qualified therapist to help deal with it. And that's it for today. As always, thank you to our supporters for their insights and discussion in the forums. They help me answer these questions with a wider perspective. And also for their help with checking the post for typos and grammar errors and pointing out where my answers could be clear. Uh, If you're interested in helping with that or in seeing the questions as they come in rather than having to wait a month or two, um, consider checking out our donation page to get access to the forum. As always, if you have a question of your own, you can email me at j at uncoveringintimacy.com or visit our anonymous Have a Question page. All the links will be in the show notes.